All right. Um, uh, so we are at the end of our isolated but invigorated series. Uh, the intent of this time, uh, as we're explaining, was just to a encourage you, and then kind of as we kept doing Monday nights, post crisis mode. Uh, landing into some sense of not normalcy, but a, a normal rhythm within the crisis. Um, uh, we just thought it would be helpful to take the time to make sure that everyone, as best we can, uh, was invigorated during this time of isolation and that we came out uh, having, having flourished in this season. Uh, as I've said, I think one of the things I'm praying for, and, and I don't know if concerns the word, but thinking about a lot, is the, the effect that this takes on everybody. Um, uh, obviously for all the reasons even if you're not like individually affected you're not sick family members haven't got hurt or anything even with just zoom and your jobs changing or whatever uh and then obviously to the extreme end of being sick or having family members and those that you love um being sick uh we're all kind of worn down at some level and uh one of my concerns is we begin to get back together and we don't have any energy to fight the battles that God has for us in that season. Like what, like the, the, the people we need to share the gospel with then, the people that are going to need help uh, then. I really believe, honestly, there's going to be way more work post-COVID uh, because whatever post-COVID means, you know, who knows, like it could be years, but post what we're in right now, uh, based off just the damage that's done economically and to people's families and whatnot. So I, I think, um, and especially, I've already seen this, as we prove reliable in the community, the requests just increase. So we're already like trying to navigate, how do we help people? Who do we help? Um, how do we manage all of these different uh, needs and things that are being um, given to us by the Lord for us to be able to share the gospel and, and meet people where they are? Uh, but it's just going to grow and the partnerships continue to grow and, uh, and and the Lord's really using us. And all I know is that um, to whom much is... Uh, given much is required number one and so the lord's going to require much of us but number two you're faithful with little be faithful much and so if we're faithful uh the lord continues to to give you know as we said before god gives seeds to sowers so if we're sowing we're going to keep getting seeds now obviously that's a good thing but that requires effort that requires work that requires um buy-in that requires time and energy and money and generosity and all these things uh, and so, um, as much as we are able just to encourage you and to strengthen you and then for you to do that for one another and to do that for those that are on this call, uh, with the word of God, with your time. Um, so we need to be able to go through this and weather the storm and help one another as needed. And, and obviously people are experiencing a variety of different things, uh, and some people much worse than others. So we need to recognize that, understand that. Uh, some people will be way, way more beat down and uh, and that might be very reasonable. And so we need to be able to comfort them and help them uh, while also expecting many people uh, to be able to come out and, and start fighting right away uh, for the, the kingdom of God and false church. So anyways, I'm really, really, really praying for that, um, that we would be able to keep swinging, so to speak, keep fighting for what the Lord has in front of us, keep taking ground, so to speak, um, that the enemy has taken there in false church and just keep pressing the mission forward. So uh, as the months to come and as we re-engage in our actual physical location, as we re-engage with one another, um, to really be able to do what the Lord has asked us to do and to do it with energy and zeal. So that Romans 12, twice he says um, to be zealous in your ministry and your work with the Lord. So that's one of my prayers for you. I think that's a great prayer for you to pray for your lighthouse or for those around you that we would be zealous. We'd be zealous for the Lord's work um, and not too beaten down by the waves of COVID to be able to really function well then. So 
Uh, with that in mind, we've gone through um, four different categories of development with your personal spiritual development and um, your biblical theological development, your servant leader development, and your practical ministry development. So if you missed any of those, they're on the podcast on YouTube. Today, uh, I just want to end with a little um, charge uh, to not go backwards. Okay, so don't go backwards. That's kind of the, the title if you're writing anything down. And this comes just directly from my own time with the Lord over the last few weeks. This was several weeks ago, but it's stuck in my mind. I've been in Jeremiah, I don't know, maybe for a month now or so. It's been a little while. Um, almost done. And uh, it's been really, really good, really eye-opening, just a good a good walkthrough again of that, of that book. And so two, two, two verses for you, Jeremiah 7, 23 through 24. And then Jeremiah 34, 15 through 16. So Jeremiah 7, 23 through 24 and Jeremiah 34, 15 through 16. Let me read, I'm going to read the first one to you. Jeremiah 7. If you have your Bible, you can open it to that. But he says this, he says, this command I gave them, obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people. And walk in all the way that I command you, and it will be well with you. But they did not obey or incline their ear. They walked in their own counsels and the stubbornness of their evil hearts. And they went backward and not forward. And as I was reading that, that's Jeremiah 7. Um, I had just, you know, been in Jeremiah a few days at that point, already seeing the trajectory that the people of God were on by rejecting God and then rejecting God's messenger in Jeremiah and his calls for them to repent before disaster came. And when God's explaining to them, when you basically saying, when you choose your own way, you go backwards, not forwards. And yeah, that just really stuck with me in the sense where so often, right? When I choose my own way, I think I'm moving forward into the direction that I so desire. And that's, that's probably what they thought at some level. And God's saying, when you go your own way, you're moving backwards, not forwards. You're going backwards. No matter what it feels like you're doing, no matter what, you, no matter how much progress you may be making in the world, you're moving backwards. Your own way will take you backwards. And, uh, and then this theme comes up again in Jeremiah 34, verses 15 and 16. He says this. He said, you recently repented and did what was right in my eyes by proclaiming liberty each to his neighbor you made a covenant before me in the house that is called by my name, but then you turned around and profaned my name when each of you took back his male and female slaves, whom you had set free according to their desire. You brought them into subjection to be your slaves. And so now they had, they had some of them at least at some level had responded to a call of repentance and to obedience of God's original command to free your slaves, or at least give them the option. Um, uh, every seven years. Okay. So now they, they did that. He's saying you recently repented. You did what was right in my eyes. You're beginning to follow my commands. And then uh, right after that, you turned around and you took back everything you had given up. And now once again, because you took that back, you are moving backwards, not forwards. And I just kept in Jeremiah, this is like this theme that, that they keep, they think they're progressing forwards, even when they want to go to Egypt later in the, in, uh, the, in the latter part of the book, when God's telling them, hey, don't go to Egypt, don't go to Egypt. That's not where it's going to go well for you. Then some of them, after the Babylonians had come and taken them captive, 
Some of them had went into exile with Babylon. The city had gotten burned down, but parts of it remained. And some of them were able to stay uh, to try to rebuild it under Babylonian rule. Uh, but then some of them wanted to flee back to Egypt, which is where, you know, the people of God came from in slavery long before thinking they could find respite there. And God's like, don't do that. Don't do that. And they end up going back and many of them suffer um, because of that. They go back. They think they're going forwards away from their trouble. And what they're doing is they're walking into it. And it's so ironic. And so this happens over and over again. They, they obey God and then they take it back. And they, they, they go back to this position that they were in the beginning, which gets the disaster that came from them. And I, I kept thinking about how, especially in this season, um, I think this is true for all of us, that we things about our heart have been revealed to us, I think, uh, particularly even just with the schedule change and the way that, that everything changes, changes not only in my time, but like the things I think about. And because I can't necessarily hit my normal routine, that, that change has required me to reflect more on like who am I why do I do what I do uh, why do I feel so lost right now in this moment like like what about my heart is is not okay with not running from one thing to the next uh and those type of things going through that with the Lord and then God uh, at least for me kind of been working in this season to say like uh like we said last week um uh what you are who you are becoming will determine what you will be doing and becoming something different in this season, not dramatically necessarily, but little by little, uh, realizing certain things about myself, realizing certain things about my heart, probably most importantly, and then trying to work with God on navigating that space to, to come back to him in ways that I need to be, uh, to be thinking more clearly in certain ways, to drop habits, uh, and to even do ministry a little differently, focus on, on certain things. And so there's things that God has been doing in my life in this season that could only happen because of this season, because it just disrupted everything. Uh, and I think that's true for all of you would be my guess that, that God has been working in certain ways and revealing certain things, particularly about your heart um, that have been unpleasant probably at some levels and also maybe encouraging at some levels uh, for you to work on. And I kept thinking about how our, our natural inclination, just because this is how we, that's how we operate is we'll, we'll say, yes, Lord, we'll, we'll obey. And then as soon as things begin to get back to whatever normal is, just as soon as they get back to anything we're used to, even if it's not normal, but just like I'm seeing people again, I'm at church, I eventually go back to work. Uh, as soon as we hit those rhythms, I, it's going to be our tendency to do exactly what they did, to go backwards and not forwards and to go pick up the things that we dropped off. Like, the, like their, their example is we obeyed God by letting our slaves go we go back and we pick them back up because that's not what we want to do anymore. And then in this season, God says, I need you to let this go. I need you to realize like the state of your heart with me. I need you to reprioritize these certain things, right? You always said you didn't have time for me. And now I'm, I'm helping you realize that you always did, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And we say, yes, Lord, we pick it up and we obey for a few months. And then eventually, right? We, we drop it back off. We don't want it anymore. Uh, and we let it go. And Or we, we let it go, which is the good thing. The bad habit, you, you pick it back up at the end. Um, so when you're thinking through, as, as we enter into phase one, practically speaking, of reopening Northern Virginia, which includes getting you all, all of us, back to our normal rhythms even a little bit, what God has done in this season will fade away if you're not intentional because you're going to go and pick back up the way that you used to live beforehand if you're not careful. 
And so I think this is so important not to waste the season that we're in, not only by maximizing it now, but letting that work its way into your future. So here's a, a couple little things I think might help you to write down just a little sentence. I thought of. Uh, the first one is that what God has inspired in you, you should invest in yourself. So what God has inspired, you should invest in. So whatever God has inspired in you, which has to be something, a level of conviction and encouragement, some sort of way forward, uh, something about yourself, uh, your spiritual disciplines, habits of grace, ways for you to grow in the Lord, the necessity of sharing the gospel and the urgency of the mission of God. Um, those things or whatever it has, whatever it has been for you, you know, the state of your own heart with the Lord, uh, the trouble you have staying still and busy with the Lord and the Lord's um, inspiring things in you to say, like, follow me in this way leave that, you know, obey me, these different things. What God has inspired, now you need to invest in. It's going to take an investment. So whatever God has brought to the surface, and he's inspired both through conviction and encouragement to say, this is the good way, walk in it. Then that's something that's going to require your personal investment day by day with your habits moving forward so that you don't go backwards, but you can maintain the momentum God has created in your life to move forwards. The second thing was that what God has clarified, you should make concrete, meaning that God has, it's almost the same, same wording, just a little different. What God has clarified, you should make concrete. So God has clarified in you. I would hope if you've been listening and sensitive to him, he's definitely done this with me. Once again, where you're really at with him, way you spend your time, the things you prioritize, whether you're kind of on God's agenda for his, his for your life, uh, in every possible way, all those different things. And God has clarified, at least for me, many of those things, personal and ministry to say like, this is, this is, this is, I'm clarifying for you, Nate, who you really are, what your heart is like and what you're doing with your time. And then I say, okay, yes, Lord, these things need to be adjusted. And so now I say, what God has clarified, you need to make concrete. So it's almost like why I think journaling is so important in your devotions. It just makes concrete what the Lord's speaking to you through the Bible. And for whatever reason, when I, when I'm reading the Bible and I sense the Lord working and I write it down, it just makes it concrete and it creates more application. It makes it more real. That's just more substantive for whatever reason. God gives me clarity. I write it down. It makes it concrete. And so in the same way, whatever God has clarified for you so that you can move forwards, not backwards, um, so that you can be invigorated in God and what God has called you to, uh, make it concrete. So that could mean like a new, a new daily habit schedule, whatever, like the way you spend time, uh, certain goals that you set about how, you know, whether you're going to grow in your prayer life or whatever it might be. Um, the people that you want to talk to in terms of like, I know the Lord has like revealed to me once again, how little control I have and how people, things can happen that just jack up everything. And my, these particular people need to hear the gospel. I need to make that concrete. God has inspired in me a boldness. And just a reality of like, man, these people really need Jesus. And now I need to make that concrete by sharing with them or making a plan for my investment in their life. Or even like um, one of the things for me was just a higher level of investment in our, in our leaders in terms of evaluation, feedback, things like that. And I was saying, okay, God has clarified for me. I need to pay more attention. I need to spend more of my time investing at that, at that level. And so now I try to make it concrete with an actual evaluation form and with things that help me understand where they're at. Uh, and things like that. And so the same is, I think is true for you. So this could be personal and, and work or whatever, how Lord wants to use you. What God has clarified, make it concrete. Tell somebody about it. 
get some accountability around it, create some steps, make a way forward. Cause otherwise it'll just slip out, just slip out your hands. Um, so what God has inspired in you, uh, that's what you need to invest in. And what God has clarified, you should make it concrete because just like the people of God back then, our, our tendency is to follow our own counsel and to go backwards. Uh, finally, the final thing with this is that God's counsel always leads us forward. Always. This is really helpful that God's counsel always leads us forward. If we follow God's word in his way, we're always going to go forward. We're going to move forward in holiness. We're going to move forward in fruitfulness. We're going to move forward in effectiveness. We're going to move forward in unity and love. We're going to move forward in our prayer life. We're going to move forward in intimacy with him. Right? If we take God's way, it's always going to move us forward forward and it was just it's been so i guess just reading through jeremiah and this is all just probably in my head because i've been in the book for so long now it's just like god's trying to move his people forward on his agenda for their good and for his glory in the world to say like if you go this way i'll be with you you will prosper this is the way like walk this way i want to move you forward as a nation forward as a people and every time you make a decision that's your decision you go backwards when you follow your advice you go backwards when you listen to your peers you go backwards but when you listen to me you're going to move forward and i think that was just something that i once again stood out to me uh in terms of me moving forward in god's call on my life and call god's calling city lights life and god's calling your individual lives is that God's ways, God's counsel will always lead you forward. It will help you progress in holiness, effectiveness, fruitfulness, intimacy with him, the things that matter in, the, in your life. Uh, and so just to heed God's counsel, what God's clarifying and inspiring in you, he wants to help you move forward through, you know, into COVID, through COVID, into work, into these relationships, back into City Light, um, while well, well, you're already in that, but back into the, the, the rhythms that we might have set up, all those things, God wants to help you move forward. So God's counsel always leads you forward. Your counsel is always going to take you backwards. So God's counsel leads you forward. Your counsel will take you backwards. Um, so don't go back. The last thing, which is simple, um, is just bring others forward with you. So as you move forward with the Lord, be intentional to grab people and take them with you. So once again, these next few weeks, we're trying to be super intentional evangelistically to make the most of this moment as a church, which we have been. I just feel super impressed from the Lord to like, like, let's take our, our huge, like last final shot. Obviously, we're going to keep sharing the gospel with intensity forever. That's the goal. Um, but since this season is so unique and we'll probably never see again. And since we're about to hit phase one and people will slowly start to get normalized again. Um, I think these next two weeks are a very unique window that we'll never have in the history of our life again. You know, I'm not God, but that would be my guess is that we'll never see that again at this level, maybe. Um, so these next two weeks before phase one hits are super unique. And for us to say, let's think about the uniqueness of the moment and let's be intentional to share the gospel and bring others forward with me in my relationship with God. So um, there's three ways to bring people forward with you. The first is by evangelism, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. You make your appeal on behalf of God, your God's ambassador. So that's the one way. If you're saying, how can I, A, move forward with God, don't go backwards. We talked about that. And now how can I bring others with me, other people with me forward into whatever the Lord has in front of us? Uh, I do that by evangelism. I bring other people with me into a relationship with God, help them move forward on God's plan for their life. I do. So 2 Corinthians 5, I'm God's ambassador. 
I do that by investment. Second Timothy two, two, Paul tells Timothy to invest and teach other men the things that he has taught them so that they can teach other men the things that he teaches them and so on it goes. And so if you want to a not go backwards, but go forwards and bring others with you, you got to share the gospel with people to bring others with you. You got to invest in people. And so that might be one of the things for you guys is like, when there's these people God has put in my life and I could release, I could invest more time, energy, effort, prayer, life. I could think more about where they're at. I could spend more time bringing them along in God's plan for their life uh, and being the role that God has placed me in uh, to do that. So you do that by evangelism. These are just real concrete ways. So if I'm going to move forward, I evangelize, I invest in people's lives, 2 Timothy 2, 2. And then I do that by example, 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Paul says, uh, follow me or imitate me really as I follow Christ. So my personal life um, will hopefully set the example, right, for others around me to say, if I want to follow Jesus, I can see what that looks like. I can see like through the highs and the lows, through the mistakes and the pluses, like I can see it. I can see what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I can, I can at least, if I don't know what to do, I can copy that person. I can just do what that person does, right? So whoever is around Mike would just be like, I could just I don't know what to do, but I at least can do what Mike does. I can see it. And there he is, you know, or whoever's around Brian. Say, I don't know what to do, but I can do what Brian does. I don't know what to do. I can do what Sandy does. I don't know what to do, but I can imitate that person. And I know that person's imitating Jesus. So the way you're, the way you're going to do this, and this is important too for City Light and for all of us to explain to each other, is the way we move the mission of City Light forward, which is the mission of God forward, is we do it by evangelism, by being God's ambassadors. We do it by investing in one another in serious relationships to teach the way of the Lord. And we do that by setting a good example with the way that we live our life so that people can model and follow that. So now you have people being moved forward on the mission of God because they're receiving the Lord. You have people being moved forward on the mission of God because they're growing in maturity by being invested in. And you have even a larger group of people being moved forward because even if they can't totally like get even in one of those two categories, they can see your life and imitate it. At the very least, like at the very least, they can see your life and they can imitate that and they can follow the example that you're setting. And so now if we're all doing that together, collectively, hundreds of people, then we're really going to be moving the mission of God forward as we go forward post-COVID into whatever it is God has for us. So as a final word on being invigorated, isolated, but invigorated, flourishing and what God has for you. Don't go back. What God has inspired, you should invest in. What God has clarified, you should make concrete. Okay, that's very important. And then don't go back, but also bring others forward with you by evangelism, by investment, and by example. Okay, so I think if we all do that together, um, we can really uh, continue to advance the mission God has put in front of us and continue to be used by the Lord um, and make the most of the season, not just for what the season is, but for the future. Um, the, that we would be who God has um, been working on us to be uh, and continue to progress in our becoming more like Jesus. So that's, uh, that's my, my last and my final, my final zoom word, you know, unless like Michael Jordan, we run it back a few years later with a different team, you know, maybe also I just, the, the documentary is my only thing in my head other than my family, Jesus and city life. Um, uh, okay. So thoughts, personal experiences with such things, maybe even um, what God is teaching you or has clarified for you in this season. That might be something worth sharing. 